Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, 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 another exciting COVID Monday. So we are connecting with some amazing people. You're about to hear from Allison Robertson, who will be introduced as our cameo, and she'll be on in a couple weeks, and Ron Klein, the infamous publisher, publisher of publishers, the publisher the world wants to know. So, Andrea, how are you doing? Ken's just being fun and silly today. Ron Klein is an amazing in- innovator and uh, uh, inventor, and so we'll be having him on later. Um, I no, but before having- you do, before you do, I just want to say, if I was exaggerating it at all, then Ron will wear some type of shirt, like a black shirt, but if he's wearing an orange shirt, everything I'm saying is true. How about that? <laughs> And you guys all know Ken. He's all full of fun and giggles, and that's why he has uh, been previously known as, uh, as Doctor fa- Smiles. Doctor well, Smiles. Previously known? You wouldn't be previously known oh, as that. Man. Pre- he's been previously known as Mister Smiley, and he is on track to be Doctor Smiles. Although I don't know if he can ever stop being Mister Smiley because uh, that's who he is. He's uh, uh, fun and silly and cute, and everybody loves. You know, him, I, so. I didn't think I was going to do this, but I may actually go with Doctor. Mr. Smiles. Smiley. Oh, Smiley. <laughs> Dr. Smiley's whatever. I mean, uh, Mr. Smiley or Dr. Smiley. Everybody calls you Smiley. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah, I don't know that you can. Uh, I don't know if you can uh, stop being that because that's what the world has decided you are. Uh, so it's so fun. Um, yeah, things have been going really good for uh, what we're doing with the Keep Smiling movement. Well, do tell. Has a, um, do tell. Oh, don't well, leave us on a cliffhanger here. What has been done? I like cliffhangers. <laughs> uh, so uh, we are now um, in partnership with uh, some wonderful, amazing men who are creating ooh, ooh, some ooh, ooh. campaign. We're not going to reveal. <laughs> them yet until we okay. have a big reveal uh, but they're working on us on having a big campaign um, for the Keep Smiling movement um, in regard to Ken and I because of uh, David Corbin um, all talked about how the fact that when we wear a mask it hides our smile and how you can't mask a smile because you can still see people's eyes and you can see them smiling. So we're um, working on a big campaign for that. And then there's another agency uh, that's partnered with those gentlemen who are creating a mobile viral international app that uh, tracks smiles and show like where, where people are being happy and where things are happening in the world. And it's super exciting because it allows us to be able to um, show the world that we can send love and create love and happiness in different areas of the world where there's strife and where there's uh, difficulty. We can actually start helping people have positivity in that area and then track that it's happening by having people take selfies and, and messages and then sending them out. So this is all in the works. It's super, super exciting. And uh, Ken has a new mask for us. Ken talks so it shows up. Yes, I can talk. And there you by are. the way, you can see the smile. Oh. I think you have it on upside down. Oh, do I? <laughs> I was right. like, let's see, let's see. Well, I was rushing like so quick. Bug. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Well, it might be a bug the other way too. Let's see. <laughs> 
So, Ken, it looks like he's um, created an opportunity for us to be able to see his mouth with the mask that he's invested I in. I don't know. This is about the same. Is it much different? No, it's better because it's okay, wider good. at the okay, bottom okay. and then around your nose. So um, and then it, Cortez has to go. Well, what I really like about it, is it for pets? It's for pets and it's for alligators. Pets and alligators. All right, good. People do have pet alligators. Um, one of and the things I like and about publishers, it, and publishers. One of the things I like about it is it's. Um, it looks like it has um, a sunblock for your teeth. So it's awesome. yeah, because you know the sun can actually turn your teeth. <laughs> I, I don't know what it does with your teeth. No, but what's really cool is. If you are like thirsty, you can just actually take a knife and cut the hole right here and you can drink <laughs> yeah. right through it. So it's really neat. Well, I've seen people who smoke do that. They and I have to keep the whole purpose, but you know. <laughs> Let me see if I can do this. I'm gonna try and take this off. Yep. Okay, this is harder to do. Do not do this at home. But um I love when I see people wearing masks inside their car by themselves. Yes. I, and, and also just riding a bike. Do you know what my favorite is? People scuba diving with a mask. <laughs> um, I actually saw a picture this morning where a woman had on a, um, she didn't have a mask on her face, but she's bartending and she's wearing them here. <laughs> nice. So, so uh, and, and I thought that I've, was I've an seen, interesting take on masks. <laughs> and I've seen masks of people that are publishers that are inventing things too and wearing orange shirts. So it's really cool. Absolutely. We should also share with people that the Keep Smiling movement has uh, partnered with Be Connected. Don't share it. -E -E K-O-N-N-E-C-T-E-D. Too late, I just did. We'll have to erase that now. <laughs> and um, so to learn more, you can go to www.keepsmiling.beekonnected.com. So do you realize B, how much erasing B, you have to do? <laughs> B, and then connected with a K. Okay. Connected. They did that for Ken. They got the, but they didn't hear though. He wanted it to be connected, K E N, and they didn't go with that. They only went with the K O N. So yes, but close, I actually, close. I'm already in the works of getting my name and, changed. And what that Con, is, is, it's a networking platform. Uh, it's a networking platform, and it has an affiliate program, uh, just like um, you know, merchant Amazon. services and restaurants <laughs> have referral programs. And um, if you decide that you want to meet more people, you're an interview. Vader, you want to be connected to more people, then you can um, uh, come along on the platform under keepsmiling.beconnected.com and uh, the Keep Smiling movement will get a referral. So there you go. And just so we're clear, if you do not want to meet movers and shakers, you don't want to meet positive people, you don't want to meet authors and speakers, this is not the link for you. This is, yeah, that is correct. So you can self-select that that's, if you're not a mover, shaker, happy person who likes people and wants to meet them, then you But then why would they be listening to the show right now? If they well, they're, they're actually signing off right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I understand there's an Allison Robertson who is also a publisher and she, yeah, that's great. She, she is not a, 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 a publisher. Oh, uh, however, a publisher let me tell you a little bit about her so that you guys know she's actually going to be on with us in a couple weeks here. Um, she is a solutions-focused personal development coach, motivational speaker, and podcast host of the soon-to-be-released podcast, The Con Artist, The Art of Confidence. 
through the creative mind. As like a personal that. development coach, she has been working with clients for over a decade to move from where they are in life to where they want to be. And her de debut book, Enoughness, The Simple Truth of Embracing You, has appeared on the Forbes 7 Books to Help You Help Yourself and Forbes 20 Books to Inspire Your Happiest Life at Work. She's going to have a full show with us in the future. Um, and for now, we get to have a little cameo with her so you guys can see my lovely friend, Allison. We've gotten to be friends. We've been on some programming together. Uh, compliments of Carla Reichman, who can introduce me too from the giggle fest university and allison and i have shared the stage or the well the panel for i guess it's a stage now the virtual stage for mind plore welcome to the show allison hey thanks for having me yeah and allison thank you for not starting a company that was adding more problems to people that you're actually adding <laughs> solutions that's great good okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> so tell us uh, briefly uh, what you'll be talking about in a couple weeks. Is it two or three weeks from now? Do we know? Melissa, who oh is, is to her as I am to you, yeah. she and I are talking. So it's a big secret for you two. Okay, got it. We can talk about anything you want. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> so how about that publishing company you own? Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to reading your book. I know you're sending it soon and uh, we will have a great conversation about your book. So tell us yeah. in a, in a nutshell, well, you don't have to get in a nutshell, but tell us the basics of what you'll be talking about. <laughs> I'm so uh, glad she doesn't have to get in one. Well, I, you know, I'm a big believer in that, you know, food makes what you have enough. Um, coming from the creative arts world, I've been an actress for the past 25 years and, you know, facing so much negativity and being told no so much of my life. And then I went and had children <laughs> and needing to help them through life. <laughs> I realized that I was going to have to teach them how to get through life and myself always being told no. Um, I started to write the book to show people that, you know, that your mindset was so important mm -hmm. that everything that you you do is based on where you start from and confidence is the first thing that's the most important and ha having a career in the creative arts and being an actress you know that's the first thing that goes for you because you're being told no so often right the um, so mindset is so important to me and um, that's where the book was born from to be be truthful okay and uh, where are you located I'm in Los Angeles. And you have a new podcast? Is that what I heard? I do. I do. I'm doing it with my friend Blake MacGyver, who is also another actor. And uh, together we're talking about, you know, confidence and artists and how tough that is and mindset. And we tell funny stories and all the bumps and bruises along the way. Well, I know that we need to get a podcaster uh, shot for our new upcoming book. So we have Keep Smiling Podcaster coming into the world um let me see if i can i'll send you a copy of it but we need to include yeah. you of course yeah she would be a perfect addition and and, and is your co-host also in the la area i mean is it a shot you he guys can get together he is yeah 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 he okay. is yeah and we're well, super with our masks on <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna just choose this so you can kind of see this is the Keep smiling. so we have all lovely podcasters that are creating positive messages 
Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, letting the world know how they can be more successful, more abundant, and uh, exactly. happier. That's the bottom exactly. line, right? You have to. You have to. What's our other choices, right? I mean, <laughs> you have to. You have to be have a positive, positive mindset all the time. Yes, you do. Because if you don't, you're not attracting the right thing. Absolutely. And and cool. there's no no better better way to help each other than to explain how to be happy, right? Right. <laughs> All right, Allison. Well, we'll see you, I guess, with Zoom in a couple weeks, three wait. weeks, and I'll yeah. read your book when I receive it. And we'll talk wait. about, uh, you know, by the way, I, I have a challenge for you. I love it. So here's the challenge to get you and Blake to send me a photo in the next day or two of you <laughs> holding a blank card. We'll put a key smiling card, and that way that day we can release the podcaster book with you included in it. How about that? I love it. We can do that. Challenge accepted. Thanks, Allison. Take care. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. And next, for some reason today, I'm having an allergy reaction. I got on uh, the air with you, and I've just been crying ever since. <laughs> I guess I'm just so happy to be here. The tears are just coming. <laughs> you're, you're allergic to joy. That's all. I, mean, I, I, I don't think it's allergies. I think I'm just so exuberant with it. No, it actually, you told me recently about your allergy to publishers. And here we have a major publisher coming on the program. I do realize that we didn't thank our sponsors. So let's do that. Let's now. do that. And also could be connected. I will. Thank you. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Voice America, Influencers Channel, Big Events USA, and KeepSmiling.BeConnected.com. KeepSmiling.BEE connected with a K.com. And we have another fun guest. Ron has been on the air with us before a couple of years ago, but we never got a full deep dive into his amazing story so that we can do a keep smiling book for Ron. And we want to wow. make sure that people know how wonderful he is and who he is and how he shows up in the world. So I'm so excited to introduce him so let me pull up his information so I can do that. So Ron Klein, he considers himself an ordinary man, although we consider him as extraordinary. And he does accomplish extraordinary things. He is a problem solver. And every solution has resulted in monumental change that impacts the world, whether it's a new invention or a simple solution. Some of his ideas include the magnetic strip on the back of your credit card, I will demonstrate right here what one looks like. Ah, oh, that's what that looks like. Um, credit card validity checking systems and the developer of computerized systems for real estate for multiple listing services. MLS is how people refer to that. Voice response for the banking industry and bond uh, quotation and trade information for the New York Stock Exchange. So he has some other patents in the work that enable um, visually impaired people the ability to identify an item uh, when it's in physical range of them. And it utilizes a smartphone with special coded adhesive labels. Um, so it's called Envision Eli, um, Envision E. LI.com. Uh, super amazing. This man probably has even more coming. He's the founder and CEO of the public company Technotred and General Associates Incorporated. So, Ron, 
Thank you for being here, for gracing us with the ability to really capture your story at a deep, beautiful level. And thank you for wearing orange. And yeah, honor- by the yeah, I want to say something, Ron. That that means a lot. You were in a cougar outfit only about five or ten minutes ago, and when I said if he's not a, the biggest publisher in the world, then he will wear orange. I know. You, can I ask a favor? I mean, this is a huge favor. We've known each other five years, but this is massive because this yeah. is a big, important show. Do you mind if we don't talk so much about publishing, talk more about your inventions and a lot of the things you've done to change people's uh, lives? I was kind of focused on publishing. <laughs> I know, but would you mind if we shifted it? I know you're not you're not ready for that kind of surprise, but would you Can mind? Can you slip we- in like the 2,000 books that I wrote? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be too happy to. Well, you wrote the Britannica Encyclopedia, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Actually, I, 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 uh, well, my first book was the dictionary. I love what I love the Bible as well. I mean, I, I really no, I love what you did with the thesaurus. That was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. And thesaurus, <laughs> yeah, the book. I realize what my real last name is. It's Google. <laughs> yes. Hey, Ron, I got a. Uh, this is a question that's been plaguing so many people. What is another word for thesaurus? Another word for source? No, for thesaurus, yes. What is another word for it? Because you got to be a little bit more clear. Thesaurus. Um, Th- thesaurus. What's another word for that? So, Because uh, a lot of people are always using the word thesaurus, but we need another word that's easier to say. What's another word for thesaurus? Source. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Okay. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> um, um, actually, Ron, I believe you coined the term word finder. Word finder, yes. Word finder. And okay. also, you shortened it just to Google, so I love that. <laughs> so, well, Ron. I, be jovial, you know, I, I figured it would be a good searching uh, engine, and I wanted to do something with a little bit of humor to it, so I called it Google. So, I, I loved your expressions while uh, Andrea was say, sharing all your accolades. You you would go, I didn't know you he know did what? that. It's a bunch <laughs> of bull, because anybody, you'd have to be around for 100 years to do all that junk. So, I mean, when did he do it? Maybe that was when in his first life and then the second life and now in the third life. So, Well, I think after you wrote the dictionary, I think everything became possible to you. Well, that took me quite a while. <laughs> so, Ron, we have a book we're doing with you. And um, the first interview you did a couple years ago actually could make the book. It just wasn't as refined and direct in the direction we want to go. So these Key Smiling books are about <clears> – <throat> Leaders who live a life they love, but they actually create an inspirational journey and story that a reader can read and say, you know what? If Ron can do it, I can do some cool things too. That's the idea of it. So there are three parts to the story. The first part is who you are, your journey, how you created who you are through overcoming obstacles, challenges, failures. The second part is why you do what you do. And the third part is how it changes the world, how it creates abundance, how it solves problems, and how it inspires future leaders. So with that said, we have about um, 10 minutes till break. I'd like you to take all 10 minutes. And if we go a little over, that's fine. But the first part is the most important part. It's your journey. So share it as if you were to have this transcribed into a book and turned into the first part of your chapter. Would you be kind enough to do that part? Sure. Thank you, sir. Okay. Now, you want me to just dissertate. You're not going to ask me questions. I will, not, I will not ask you questions for this first part, if it's okay. Because what I want you to do is pretend you are on stage and someone like 
Greg Reed, Dr. Greg Reed said, Ron, you have 15 minutes to share your story. Use 10 minutes to share it and five minutes to tell how the audience can actually be impacted by that story. So something like that. Okay. I grew up in a middle-class family in Philadelphia, played the streets in the early, it was right uh, during the, right after the depression, it was in the early thirties. And my dad was uh, a postal worker. My mom was a, uh, department store clerk. And I had a very, very famous grandfather who was my mentor. My parents were very supportive to me. Why was he famous? Ron, why was he famous? He was famous because he was an inventor. And back in the early days during the first world war, he invented the first torpedo detector for submarines. Then he invented the boiler system for steamships that actually propelled steamships. And uh, in the 40s, he invented the rabbit ears for television. Uh, he invented the, the pressing machine for tailors. So he was my mentor, and, I, and he was an excellent tailor, by the way, and he taught me how to use the sewing machine. So I was a down-to-earth kid. I, uh, I made my own toys. I enjoyed creating. creating. My, I played with cardboard and ma masking tape. And that was my creative aspects. And then I had a lot of graphic uh, capability. I, was, I had a lot of artistic talent. So I went on for graphic design and commercial art. And then- Can you, can you take a second, Ron, to say, uh, with your cardboard and your masking tape, what, what does that mean to a kid or a parent that during COVID, what does that mean to actually have those tools and what you can create out of them? We, we had no money. We had very little money because it was depression years. And the cardboard came from my dad's shirts that he would send to the cleaners. The cardboard was inserted in the back of the shirt to keep it stiff. I would save that cardboard. And then we had tape. I was able to accumulate tape. And I would make things out of the cardboard and the tape. Like so what? Was, well, I would make little stage with puppets. Mm -hmm. um, all sorts of little widget gadgets that, that would that would entertain me. And then I did get 10 cents every week to go out and buy a balsa wood airplane model that I could build and cover. So I made shows. I made all kinds of enterprising little things to, to keep me busy. And I love it. I played a lot of ball on the streets and, and so on and so forth. So that was my early years. And then at age 18. Actually, Ron, before we go to the eight, age 18, your, your grandfather, how much time did you spend with him? And what was, what was he teaching you in that period of time that kind of inspired you to become an inventor? He taught me how to solve issues, and I won't call them problems, how to solve issues in a very simplistic way. In other words, if, some, if a challenge arises, take that challenge and find out what do you have to solve and work with that challenge and what's the goal that you're looking for? And he taught me everything. For instance, I was a, I was a musician. I played the, the tenor banjo. I played the bass fiddle. I played the electric guitar. And I, I, when I acquired it, I was able to acquire it, but I couldn't get a case for it. And he said, well, why don't you make a case? And I said, well, how do you make a case? He said, I taught you how to sew. He said, go find some place where you can buy some canvas material and make a pattern and, and sew it and then turn it inside out. Anyway, he actually guided me through in very simplistic ways and simplistic terms how to accomplish things. So I spent a lot of time with him 
And during those years, parents were constantly taking you to your grandparents every week for visitation. And I just love spending time with them. So, so, so Ron, I can see that. And by the way, that being missed in your story is actually like saying that your grandfather teaching you how to think, problem solve, critically think, and approach a challenge situation problem would actually not have been really understood as much by you. Well, he happened to contract uh, lung cancer. He was in the hospital, and I was visiting him one day because I spent a lot of time with him, and he loved for me to just come and talk with him. And that was the day that he passed, and I was 16 years old, and he passed in my arms. And it was probably the one thing that I'll never forget, and I cherish being with him where I was able to say goodbye to him and he was able to say goodbye to me. And I'll never forget the man. And by the way, Ron, I'm so glad I interject that question because to me, this is one of the most important parts of the story, right? Mm -hmm. And I got another important part of the story that, because you said you were going right to age 18 if I heard you correctly. And I want to actually throw something else in that I remember from our interview a couple years ago. Something about you being in a bed for a couple years. A bed? Weren't you trying to, uh, didn't you read the encyclopedia, the, the Britannica encyclopedia? Oh, yeah. What happened was at age 16, I contracted infectious hepatitis. And that's before age 18. It was. Yes. And Ron, that's before age 18. You were hopping 18 and you have a very important thing that happened to you at age 16. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so at age 16, infectious hepatitis was an unknown disease then. It was, I don't even know how I contracted it. But I, I got that, and I was jaundiced. My liver was really very, very ill. And they had me in the Philadelphia Hospital for Contagious Diseases for three months trying to heal. When I finally got out and I was discharged, I had to convalesce for a year and a half at home. I, was, I had to eat special foods, and I was not allowed to go to school. I had to self-school myself pretty much at home because I was uh, – getting over being jaundice. And while I was there at home, every day we had 18 an 18 volume Encyclopedia Britannica. And I figured there's nothing else to do and if I'm gonna self-educate myself, and there was no internet at that time. This was, you know, in the early 40s. I said, I get, well, how old was I when I was 16? I was born in 1935, I don't know, I can't count. But we'll do the math in the book. We'll do the math in the book. Don't we'll worry. We'll do the math in the book. <laughs> and I started reading the Encyclopedia Britannica, and I read all 18 volumes cover to cover in a year and a half. Yeah. And I loved it. I bet. I mean, that's, that was the Google back then. And um, you, know what? you know why there's not 26 volumes, right? No. Because letters Q, X, Y, Z, and a couple other letters, they just don't carry it. So they have to combine them with other letters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you're wearing an orange shirt did I give you that little extra well, bonus there. And I wore, I, I've got to tell your audience, I wore the orange shirt because when I was on two weeks ago, Ken wore an orange shirt. And he said, oh, we're like, what was I wearing that day? I don't know, but my orange shirt said, Ron Klein is the best publisher. And you were like, I will get you back. And so here we are today. And I see all you have is an alligator on yours. You don't have Ken Rashawn's the best publisher. Uh, yeah. You don't have Ken Rashawn is, is yeah, Dr. Smiles in the future. Now, well, that's, that's my sign today, Elliot. 
Well, I live in Florida, so I had a weird. Did you alligator. Did you like that they invented an alligator COVID mask? That was pretty cool. <laughs> well, for smile, that was pretty cool. Not too shabby. So anyway, I took up all 10 minutes and I really didn't tell you anything yet. No, no, no. You actually gave us the first part of the story and it's actually the most crucial part. It's how everything came to be because your formative years were influenced by people that you had contact with that taught you to think in a different way. So actually, this book is not even close to complete, nor is this interview, but you gave us the juice that would cause a reader to say, I want more and I will wear an orange shirt to hear it. Well, what I want so let me say, ask you this, Ron. Can we can we actually go to break real quick and go early? That way we can go come back to break. Who pays for the station time? Uh, you do. Anyone oh, with an orange shirt pays. No. Okay, we're going to go to break because we're going to pay for it. I don't want you to even take your wallet out. You keep your wallet in your back pocket right now, Ron. Okay. We're going to go yeah. to break. And when we come back, we're going to do the part that is 18 up to today. And then we're going to go into your why and how. Okay. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm nervous. Who, who are you talking to? <laughs> I don't even have an orange shirt right now. And I'm working it. <laughs> Normally, I don't even keep this button button, but I knew I was going to be on the show today. I actually was going to draw a little button with some masking tape, but I didn't have the masking tape handy. Yeah, by the end of the show, I might open this up and wear a spread collar. Don't tease. Don't tease. That is disruptor <laughs> innovation. There you go. <laughs> All right, Andrea, take us to break. And we want to thank our sponsors, <clears throat> Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, The Red Carpet Connection, KeepSmiling.BeConnected.com, The Umbrella Syndicate, The Red Carpet Connection, Voice America Influencers Channel, and we'll be back after these. And anybody, the Orange Crush, any single company that wears orange and uses orange in their logo, they are our featured sponsor today, thanks to Ron Klein. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, well, well. How many of you have a picture that is just a small smile? Well, Ron is going to create a new invention that sews your smile so it's so much bigger that it really shows up in a way that you may not want to or that you're even possibly disturbed by your new smile. So thank you, Ron, for that idea. We're going to go back to the banners <laughs> of Keep Smiling. So you've been someone we've wanted to tell the story for years. We have 120 books. And when I first met you, we probably had about 10 books. And 
you are actually one of the most motivated, inspiring people that I've ever met. And the reason why is if you think about it, the, that life changes when innovators come in and say, you know what, this could be better. This could be easier. This could be more abundant. So I want to thank you for all the contributions you've made. And I also love your humbleness. You say anybody could have done this. Well, it's true. Anybody may could have, but you were the one who did. So Ron, I want to tell you, you inspire me to be a better father, a better teacher. And, and my son is going to be a better leader in the world because of what you do to inspire me. Well, thank you so much, Ken. And, and when I say anybody can do it, you know, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. However, the way I simplify, and I'm going to go into that after I tell you about my age 18, but um, if I couldn't do it myself as an engineer and as a technical person, I would have hired somebody. But it's the innovation. You know, we have to reinvent ourselves, and the point of reinventing ourselves is to how do we make things better? In other words, what can we do that makes things better and makes living and life better for everyone? That's and, you, and, you know, that question is actually what causes people to have breakthroughs and solve problems. If you don't ask questions of how something could be better, you're actually missing the point of what God gave you, which is a mind to solve a problem that may be stopping you from being who you want to be. So that's beautifully said. I do want to um, I want to cut to <clears throat> the part you were going to start with uh, only 10 minutes ago about age 18. So at age 18, something happened and take us through to closer to today uh, with your journey and your story. And then we're going to go to your purpose and then how not only you make a difference, but how people can make a difference. Okay. Well, at age 18, after I finished school and I healed from infectious hepatitis and at age 18, I was drafted in the military because right around that time, the Korean war was on. And they had what they called the 10-Year Universal Military Training Act. And if you didn't volunteer or if you didn't enlist in the service, you were drafted. And I thought about enlisting into the Navy or the Air Force and making something easy because I knew the time was coming. Everybody was doing it. And I figured I'm going to go into the Army and wait until they draft me because I had moved to a, a location where they had only 16 people in the draft board. And that month, after I had moved to that area and uh, registered to that draft board, that month a levy came down to all 16 people. So I was drafted in the military, and my two years of active duty serving in Korea was the time that I really became a man. I signed a blank check. I signed a blank check with the government saying, I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to defend our nation. Mm -hmm. And I became um, a person in fire direction control and self-propelled howitzers, which was a pretty vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. And I was in that for a while. And because we had lost quite a few people, I was uh, then moved up to being a forward observer. And the life of span of a forward observer is about two minutes. Yeah, I was going to say a lot less vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> so I did manage to serve almost 28 missions. And um, So let's stop for a second there, Ron. Uh, so if the average uh, lifespan is two minutes, 
your mind obviously works differently for you to be alive today and to do so many missions. So what, what was the uh, approach that changed it? Well, I had to make a major decision at the age of 19, 19 and a half, or about 19. Uh, of course, I was just a young man, not married. I had my family back home, my mom and dad and my sister. And um, I was on a fire mission and I made it as far as Inchon. It was still below the 38th parallel and we were overrun from the West. The North Koreans came in and the Chinese came in from the West and I detected it. And I knew that we were gonna be in serious condition if I didn't call in a fire mission in that area because I had 135 people of my battery behind me a few miles with the howitzers. And I had to make a decision. It was either, sorry, it was either me or them. And I called the fire mission in on myself. And uh, I did serve my two full years. I, I came home with a Purple Heart. And I did manage to get a presidential citation. Mm. So, um, but after that, I served, after I served my two years active duty, um, I had to serve two years in the standby reserves. That was part of the Military Training Act. And then another six years in the ready reserves, and then I was discharged. So, so I don't. I, I do want to ask about that emotional moment you just had. Um, if you could be a bit brief, what was that? What caused that, and what was it like to have that experience where you're calling in a strike? I remembered I signed a blank check. Mm -hmm. And so all that stuff came in on you. Other people were more important than me at that time. Right. That's a beautiful run. You I, know, thought of, I had one man in my battery when I was drafted at 18. He was drafted at age 22. And he was a married man. And he was had a family. And I knew he was back there. <laughs> so no more to say about that. So that was my age 18 experience to the early 20s. It's beautiful. But it came back pretty strong. My thinking from that day on was save the world. And tell us how between uh, that time and now, how you've approached using that philosophy, but also um, how one actually thinks, not, not what they have as an outcome, but how they think to actually create that to be a success? Well, the first thing is everything I think about, I think about it in a very simplistic way. And my whole life is not to think about problems. In fact, I tore that page out of my dictionary and I highlighted the word challenge. And I take every problem and turn it into a challenge. And I say that there's gotta be a gift behind that challenge or an opportunity once you understand the challenge and simplify it. So when I say it, but you know, I, I practice three words in my life. It's be smart, be daring, and be different. 
when I say smart, you know it's not the PhD from Harvard. It's learn something new every day. Listen to everyone. Just be aware. I mean, you can learn from everybody. You can learn from the, the man who's collecting garbage on the street. Everybody has knowledge. Knowledge is power. So you don't have to be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but just learn something new every day. And then don't be afraid to make mistakes. Be daring. And if you make, I always say if you painted something the wrong color the first time, paint it a different color. Okay? And the last thing that I think everyone should live by is you have to be different. Whatever you do must provide a benefit. If it doesn't provide a benefit, it's nothing more than just a problem. Ah, I like that. I love it. Okay. All three so, books. What do you do with the problem? What do you do with an idea? And what do you do with a chance? It's um, uh, um, Yamada is his name, the author. I bought this for Ken uh, several years ago when I saw it at the store at the airport because of his idea, the Keep Smiling movement, and I wanted to let him know that he had my full support to help us uh, save the world with smiles. So it's interesting, Ron, that we have known each other as long as we've known, and I would, so I would call this the most enriching conversation we've ever had. Thank you. By far, Thank by you. far. I mean, it's emotional, and it's deep, and it really does tell me um, not only who you are, but God's way of saying that the interview two years ago was not enough for this book to actually show well, who you are. You know, Ken, I'm so blessed. I'm 85 years old and I'm still here. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, we talked about mission, vision, and purpose. My mission is what I do. Okay. I'm a communicator. I make sure that, you know, I always say I refuse to have a battle of wits with an unarmed person, okay? <laughs> so it's my responsibility to make sure that everybody's armed. Right. And there's technical people, and then there's people that have challenges, and I make sure that they communicate. So that's my job. And I do that with automation. I do that with inventions. I do that with innovation. I do that in many different ways, or strategic advising. But it's so important. And then I say, what is my vision? My vision is I want, I want to do it for the entire world. It's the ultimate, okay? My purpose, my purpose didn't come about until I really matured to a middle age. I always thought my purpose was related to my mission. And then I discovered, you know what? My purpose is really, you ready? Never to be a burden. Never to be a burden. Never to be a burden to myself, never be a burden to my family, to my wife, to you, to the society, to the world. Never be a burden. So it's my responsibility to stay in control, to stay as healthy as I can, so that I am not a burden in this world. And I am, I'm, I'm delighted that I was able to make it so far to 85. Well, that is the most interesting purpose I've I've ever heard. Let's cut to your how you create abundance, solve problems. I know that you have been talking the entire time about your mind and how your grandfather and you think about a challenge and come up with a solution. So um, if someone was to connect with you, how would they either get abundance inspiration or learn how to solve a problem? That's about the simplest thing 
that anybody can ever learn because we were first exposed to it in middle school when they gave us word problems. A word problem is full of all kinds of ancillary material, all kinds of unimportant things, nebulous things, and so on and so forth. But when I look at a word problem, I say, what's the given? Search that word problem and find out what is there that I can work with? What is the given? And then also, what is the solution they're looking for? So what's the given? What's the solution they're looking for? Everything else in between must be the journey. That's hmm. the minutia. I'll handle that as I go along. That's a bunch of little hurdles. If there's a, a pit, a pothole on the road, I'll go around the pothole. If there's an accident on the interstate, I'll get off the interstate, go down a little bit further and get back on the interstate later. That's part of the journey. That's part of the minutia. But I never lose the sight of what's the given, what's the solution I'm looking for. That's the way you solve, in a very simplistic way, a challenge. So you had some issues with your neck, if I recall, in the last couple of years. Still have it. Still have it. And talk about that challenge. Talk about that challenge and how you have uh, solved, or, or not, maybe not solved the problem, but remedied it. I hate to talk about my aches and pains. I have a lot of problems. I have injuries in my back. I have a neck problem. I only have one eye left, and that eye is deteriorating rapidly because I have glaucoma. Uh, I had a heart attack. Lots of things. But you know what? I just need an oil change, and I'll fix it. <laughs> so I handle everything accordingly. Um, my neck problem, I have stenosis in my spine. I have um, sciatic pain, so I can't walk too far, like a millions of other people. And with my neck, the stenosis built up, and I have two vertebrae in my neck that reversed, and they're curved the wrong way, so I have agonizing pain in my neck, and um, my jugglers are being pressed upon, and they're flat instead of being round. So basically, Ron, are you telling me that your boxing career as we know it is over? No, I'll tell you what's very upsetting to me. I'm a senior Olympian cyclist. Mm -hmm. I used to ride 30 miles a day, seven days a week. I would ride 11 to 12,000 miles a year. And I'm a gold medalist in the state of Florida, Sarasota County. Um, mm -hmm. And at my age, in the last, I'd say last um, five years, my balance is off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I can't ride anymore. So... That's my problem. So I'm let me riding and I can. I bet. So uh, we're going to ask some questions that are a little more geared to the rapid fire type. So we ask quick questions and you give okay. us quick answers. And I hope we're I gonna, can answer them all. You you can. They're easy ones. They're about you. Okay. And and by the way, we are going to utilize your past. We're gonna we're gonna merge the two interviews because we did not go deep enough from age eighteen to now, and we went deep in that particular interview on the credit card and your other inventions to include the stock market, et cetera. So in a way, this, this uh, interview is God's plan to round out everything that was not covered in the first one, which is the emotion, the childhood, your grandfather, and perhaps these last questions. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Remember, short answers. What okay. Makes you, what makes you happiest? What makes me? What, what, why are you so happy right now? What, what makes you the happiest right now? Because I have a wonderful family, a wonderful, beautiful wife of 61 years who I've lived with for more than any other person in the world. And that's what makes me, she makes me the happiest. Awesome. Okay. 
If you had a superhuman power, what would it be, Ron? To get everybody in this world to listen. Okay, um, quick answer. COVID, what's the solution? Intelligence. Any more? Listen. Okay, Andrea? <clears throat> the one thing that you want to complete while you're on this earth, what is that? Die with a smile on my face and not be a burden. Ron, you have been told by God you have 10 more years you weren't expecting to live. What's the next thing you want to accomplish? Keep doing what I'm doing. Same exact thing. No problem in particular you want no. to solve? Okay. Andrea? When I, moved, I failed at retirement three times. <laughs> when I moved to Florida, I thought we were going to move into a senior residence, and then I, and I, but I, um, I can't play bingo. So if I can't play bingo, I have to be productive and creative. And I think the worst thing would be for my mind to go. I don't care. I do care, but I'm not concerned with my body as it falls apart. I'll fix it. I'll maneuver it. I'll strap it together. But my mind is important to me. Well, Ron, the thing I can't help but saying is that you don't need to know bingo when you have a shirt like that. When you have an orange shirt, that's a, that's a ticket in, baby. It's more for publishers. <laughs> Andrea? Ron, what's a song that you love to listen to that just jazzes you up? My Way from Frank Sinatra. Two movies that you recommend to people because they inspire you. Two what? I'm sorry? Two movies. Two movies that inspire you that you'd recommend to others to be inspired. Off the top of my head, for some reason or other, The Ghost always inspires me and and i can't think quickly of the, the other you can come back to that one i there's so many movies about innovators i that's why i put normally it's one but uh, there's so many movies about innovators and disruptors so i thought i would uh throw that at you okay andrea what's an invention that uh you are um most proud to use that someone else created like you just like man that was fascinating I never thought about it. I'm, I'm not quick at it right now. Okay, so we are making this way more challenging for you than we advertise. So here, here's one for you that I hope is not challenging. Tesla, what do you, what do you think about him in a nutshell? Love it. Love it. The creation is phenomenal. Are you talking about the car or the person? I don't know much about him, but I like the results of what he does. Okay. Very good. <clears throat> What's, uh, Ron, what's the punchline to your favorite joke? I hate to have a battle of wits with an unarmed person. That is great. <laughs> um, who, who is the wittiest person you've met? The, the wittiest, wittiest. I like my own wit. <laughs> and it is very sharp, by the way. So I, I agree with that. Andrea? Ron, what was your favorite book as a child? The Dictionary. <laughs> no, as a child, um, in, information. Anything that I can gain information from. 
just as a little FYI, I, I used to, well, I still do this. I read Merck Manual on vacation, you know, the DSM. <laughs> After I took very ill with my infectious hepatitis and then with my back and some of my other problems, I went out and got Gray's Anatomy and read it cover to cover. Yeah, really? I read that as well. Yep. <laughs> I have it on a shelf right behind me. Uh, on our third interview with you, we'd like you to be the reader of that book. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is uh, what's a quote you live by? A quote that I live by? Yes. I haven't really thought about that. I just anything based around simplicity. Okay. Well, Ron, I am surprised because three years ago or two years ago, I asked you that question. You said the same thing. <laughs> Did I, I really? Something close to it. Yeah. You're like, I don't really wow. have a quote. I remember that because I was like, okay, this is a guy who solves problems. <laughs> he doesn't have a I'm quote. Consistent. You are consistent. You I'm are consistent very consistent. Well. And I love you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your next question. And your next question. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, what's your favorite game to play? I don't play games. Man, right. you are, you're just shutting us down, Ron. You're like, I will not answer that question. <laughs> okay. I don't play games. So um, did you, uh, do you have someone that if you were able to meet that person in their past and you could actually meet them, is there someone that you wish you could meet? My grandfather again. Mm. Very cool. Beautiful. Andrea? What's the best gift that you ever gave someone? My honesty and my true feelings. Beautiful. So uh, in this period of time during COVID, I call it a renaissance. What have you been thinking about creating, working on? Is there another book? <laughs> no, not another book. I, I mentioned that already a lot of times, an extension, but it would just be an extension of where the other one left off. Well, now technically you have another book. It's called Keep Smiling. And, and by the Keep way, Ron – by the way, thank you so much for the book. And this, the book you sent me during my birthday means the most to me because that one was autographed and it had a sentimental uh, message. Thank you so, so thank you. much. Thank you for the thank you. Yes. Thank you, Andrea. So we are actually, uh, the show is a wrap. And as usual, uh, you brought tons of smiles to us and obviously to our audience. Ron, I, you are someone that I wish I lived closer to and I could adopt. You are such an important person to me. And I, I want to let you know that uh, that was the biggest treat to see you on my surprise birthday party. So thank you. Thank you so much. Really, thank you. You guys are great. I really enjoyed this, and it wasn't typical. I, I go through so many interviews, um, and I enjoy them too. And I, I like to help uh, promote my theory and my my thinking. But I really, this was a very very special. If it was so special, was does that does that button come off? If if this so special, is that button going to come off? Oh, this one. This oh, I, no. I, I, thought, I thought you were going. I thought you were going to unbutton your oh, button. This? Oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I'm not finished. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, you read about these things, and you don't think they're going to happen on your show. This is okay, <laughs> Ron. That is awesome. This is the real Ron. <laughs> You know, the one thing I could say is I'm not shy. Well, you, you know, you hide it well. Don't I hide it well? <laughs> <laughs>
You know, if, now if I had my black shirt on, yeah, you know what I would look like. Yes. Yes, yeah, I know exactly. Out there on Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> well, we love you, Ron. You certainly have uh, been a leader that we cherish and treasure, and we're amplifying your goodness. And uh, we're going to take it home with Andrea sharing our sponsors to include Thank you. Thank you so much. The yeah, two pleasure. Thank you. Love uh, you both. By, by the you. way, to learn more about Ron Klein on your oh, own. Oh, we want to take a picture too, by the way. Oh, uh, no, that was no, no. Okay, now without that, okay. Second, uh, to learn more about Ron, go to thegrandfatherofpossibilities.com. In just a moment while I take our picture here. So everyone smile. Oh, we got to get the ha, ha, ha. Done. Got it. Thank you. And we want to thank our sponsors of Amplified with Ken Rashawn on Voice America Influencers Channel and the uh, Big Events USA, the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, KeepSmiling.BeConnected.com. Did I say the Red Carpet uh, Connection? And, and Ron's, Ron's Publishing Company, of course. And, and Ron's <laughs> Publishing Company. That's the Arm Shirt Publishing Company. <laughs> that's right. And uh, KeepSmiling.BeConnected. If you want to be connected to people like Ron, who are innovators, leaders, authors, speakers, then go to KeepSmiling.BeConnected and you will be blown away. Dot com. And if you need more information, just reach out to us. If you have suggestions for um, people that you would love to see, influencers, movers, and shakers on this programming in the future, reach out to 419-722-6931, 419-722-6931. Let us know about that information. Make those connections for us, and we will uh, consider those possibilities. Thank you so much for being on the program with us. Thank you. Thank you. Ron. Bye-bye. Take Bye. care. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.